If you don't forgive, this stuff inside of you will kill you. The ultimate biohack. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And today I have finished the last series on contentment. And I'm not starting a series today. I'll do that in two weeks. But I have two messages that I'm going to bring, one today and one on the next message, actually from the convention that I just returned from. I was out of town, and that's why we had a guest speaker in on last week, because I was attending a convention out of the city. And the convention was simply called the Biohacking Conference. And I don't know how many of you all have ever heard of biohacking. But biohacking involves the latest cutting-edge science on how to hack the body and to keep it healthy and in shape and living as long as possible. The founder of the word biohacking and actually the hoster of the conference is a fellow named Dave Asbury. He's 47 years old now. And, you know, people are amazed when I tell them I'm going to live to 116, not just live to 116, but live to 116 fully and vibrantly until the last 10 seconds. That's my true goal and mission in terms of how this body goes is to make it to 116. Dave is planning on making it to 180. And I said, 180? (laughs) And it's not as crazy as it sounds because science is getting Better and better and better. For those of you who don't know lifespan statistics, and a lot of times we think of, you know, folk back in the old days just live a long time. I'm not talking about pre-flood days. I'm talking about in the 18, 1900s and the 1700s. At the turn of 1900, which is, you know, not that long ago, 1900, the average lifespan was 47 years old. And when I heard, when I read those stats, I said, they got to have lived longer than that. And it didn't really hit me until I was hiking in Callaway Gardens. Callaway Gardens is a resort about an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. Hundreds of acres, beautiful resort owned by the Callaway family. Bo Callaway was, you know, governor of Georgia at one point. But I was walking back in Callaway Gardens and they had this big plaque and it had all of the genealogy of the Callaways. And it went way back. And I just started looking ahead to birth and the death date. And I just started looking at the births and the death dates. And the Callaways owned all this property. They were actually some of the upper echelon of society. And as I started looking at all the birth and the death, I said, these folk didn't make it past 50. So it really hit me when I saw that, that the stats are real. That at the turn of the century of 1900, the average lifespan was 47 years old. Now the average lifespan is close to 80. So they've added really the lifespan of Jesus onto the life. It went from 47 to 80, which is 33 years. So they have increased lifespan to a little over 150% from where it was a little over 100 years ago. And see, the reason for the lifespan increase has nothing to do with the fact that our bodies have gotten stronger because they really haven't. It's not that the bodies have gotten stronger. It's the science is better. The technology is better. 
One of the things, public sanitation is a whole lot better. It's a big difference. And in 1900, hardly anyone had indoor run employment. You used the outhouse. Well, when you went out to the outhouse, the outhouse was filled up with gunk. The outhouse had flies all over it. It's unsanitary. You didn't have toilet tissue. You used a Sears Roebuck catalog. So you had all of this stuff back in the old days that made sanitation much worse. You didn't have modern running water. You didn't have the FDA and you didn't have the USDA. You didn't have all of that stuff. So you died mostly in the old days early from infectious diseases tuberculosis and pneumonia and all that kind of stuff, all of the things that were germy, that's what kills so many of the people. Now we're dying from lifestyle-related disease, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, kidney failure. All these are lifestyle-related. So we went from we went from bacteria and viruses to how we live. And even now, without modern medicine, everybody on dialysis would be dead. Everybody who has diabetes would be dead. Everybody who's taking high blood pressure medicine would more than likely be dead. So we're looking now at medicine has changed and it has lengthened lifestyle tremendously. So it's not ridiculous that if medicine has taken lifespan 50% in a little over 100 years, it's no telling where it may take it. In the next hundred years. So Dave Asbury's goal of living to be 180 and he's 47 now. It's not utterly ridiculous because he's on the cutting edge of science and biohacking to take the body to another level. And my message today is simply entitled The Ultimate Biohack. And I spent all day Friday from 9 to 6, all day Saturday from 9 to 6, and Sunday I spent in classes being lectured to, learning, looking at exhibits about all of the modern stuff that's here, all of the state of the art, listening to doctors. And from that, I got the ultimate biohack that can extend your health and that can extend your life. And I want to share that with you today in this ultimate biohack message. And as we were there at this conference... This is all science. Doctors, practitioners of health, and all type of scientists were there. Authors, most of the people had written multiple books who spoke to us. The most famous person who spoke to us was Dr. Joseph Mercola. And those of you all know him. He's listed as the number one person of the spreader of misinformation about the pandemic. And he's refuted and dispel all of that. He's come out with the facts and folk just don't like him, particularly the power structure. But Mercola was there. And one thing I can tell you about Mercola, he is 67 years old. And I'm sitting there in the audience looking at this man and he showed us he deadlift 400 pounds four times. And he's nearly 70 years old. He looks vibrant. He's muscular. He's strong. He looks like what he talks like. So this man talks about how you can be healthy, how you can extend your life. And one thing about it, if I'm going to listen to somebody, my first question is what? What is it doing for you? See, if I want to listen to somebody telling me about health, I want to see what your body look like. That's the first question. I don't want anybody all out of shape trying to tell me about health. No, I want to ask them, what you looking like? Is it working for you? This is the way a lot of times it is with Christianity. When we want to tell people about Jesus, the first question that's running through in their mind, how is it working out for you? This is why we have to be the light of the world. We have to show people what it's supposed to be like. Because the first question they want is, 
How is it working for you? So when I did see Macola, I said, whoa, this man is in really, really good shape. He is living what he is preaching. So he was one of the main speakers. But I want to talk to you a little bit later about the ultimate biohacking. They had all of this stuff. They had lights and they had lights that changed colors because they talked about how the human body is geared to the circadian cycles and how when the sun rises, there's a certain frequency of lights there. When it sets, there's a certain frequency of light. So they had these high tech lights. They emulated the colors of the sun when it rose and the lights changed when it got dark. So your body adjusted. So you slept a whole lot better. So they had stuff with lights just to help you sleep better. Then they had this what they call a chili blanket. In the chili blanket, you sleep better if it's cool. They had this high-tech blanket that ran water through the blanket and it cooled you down at night and as your body went through. I didn't even know it, but the body goes through temperature cycles during the night and the chili blanket will cool you according to the temperature that you're supposed to be so you sleep better. So they had this chili blanket. Then they had the sounds. They had all of these sound frequencies that they said, this is what will help you do this and this is what will energize you. This is what you calm you down. This will help heal you. They had all this kind of stuff. They had the PEMF machines, which are pulse electromagnetic frequency machines. And some of you may have seen these. This is what a lot of the pro athletes use. They'll put these pads on it. They make your muscles jump. They had this on TV once where, you know, you can get this machine and just put the pads on your stomach and you didn't have to exercise. It just make your stomach jump and make, then you got to do some work out to get this stuff. But anyway, they had all of this stuff and they had all of these machines. They had bicycles and the bicycles, you only have to, you only had to work out for eight minutes and 40 seconds and you got a full day's work. I bought two of the bicycles. They come into the office because some of my folk just won't have workouts. So maybe if they can, they can put eight minutes and 40 seconds, maybe they'll do eight minutes and 40 seconds. So I actually bought two of the bicycles and they had another machine called the biocharger. I bought a biocharger. The biocharger is, it's a, it's a big fancy looking machine that, that sits on a desk and it radiates different healing frequencies. And they've got 1100 healing recipes when stuff is wrong with folk. Now, whether or not it works, I can't really say all of that, but I listened to the science of it. I knew it from a long time ago. This is the most advanced machine on the market. It costs $15,000, but I bought one. And I'm going to bring it to the people at the office because a lot of folk just not going to do the right stuff. Y'all know that. Some folk just ain't going to do the right stuff. They're not going to eat right. They're not going to exercise. They're not going to drink their water. They're just not going to do right. So sometimes with folk not going to do right, you have to have what's called a hack. And a hack is something I can't get them to exercise 40 minutes or 60 minutes a day, but maybe I can get them to do eight minutes and 40 seconds. So that's why I bought the bicycles. So they had all of this stuff that helps you. They had cryo chambers, which are chambers that you go in and it chills your body down. And the cryo chamber was about $20,000. You just need to hop in a cold shower. That'll do the same thing as a cryo chamber. <laughs> and then they, then they had all of this. They had oxygen machines. And they had the little canisters of oxygen where you can just breathe pure oxygen. You just get up in the morning. You get up in the morning, go outside, the air is fresh and clean. At night in the middle of the day, it gets muggy. You get up early in the morning before the sun come up, go out and take a deep breath. That's your oxygen. So instead of you paying all this money for all this expensive biohacking machine, but you do have to get up early. See, that's the snag with it. You got to get up early or you got to go out there with Joseph and sleep in the woods. You can get plenty of oxygen. Otherwise, you got to buy this machine. So they had all of this stuff, and then they had the detox 
And I looked at all of the detox. None of that detox stuff was as good as the cleaner, and none of it was as good as Do42 at Do42.com. So we still have some stuff that's better than any of that. But as I listened to all of this stuff, I got from this convention the ultimate biohack that I want to tell you about today. And I want you to be like Clint Eastwood. You know, Clint Eastwood, you all know he's a famous movie actor. His most famous role is perhaps Dirty Harry. And his most famous line was, make my day. When the criminal be trying to run away, he hit this big 44 Magnum. And he would just point at him and just say, make my day. Just go ahead and try to pull a gun. Just make my day. So the folk wouldn't move with that line. So that was his most famous line. But I brought up Clint Eastwood because I went to see his current movie that's out called Cry Macho. And in this movie, I said, Clint is looking kind of old. I said, he's he about 80 years old. And I noticed a difference between the way he was when he played Dirty Harry versus now. Clint, you know, he's walking old. He's a little bent over. He's thin and looking frail. I said, Clint by 80. And I said, let me look up and see how old Clint is. Clint is old. He's looking old. And see, that lets you know no matter how vibrant you are, even if you take the best care of this body, sooner or later it's going to get by. I got the 116. At 115, I have I can't believe he 115. So I plan on being like that, but it's going to take a whole lot of work to do that. So I just scooped. I said, how old is Clint Eastwood? Clint Eastwood, 91. So he was 91 in the movie. And see, this is the mindset. That's why I said, I want you to be like, see, Clint Eastwood is making movies at 91. He starred in the movie. He directed the movie. Clint is making movies at 91. Most 91-year-olds can't even go to the movie. So that's the difference. That's the difference in what you can be, but you will never be what you can be following the crowd. So I want you to be like Clint Eastwood. I want you to be like Marcola. Now, you don't have to be all controversial like it, but one thing I can tell you, he's in doggone good shape. Now, if he dies soon, that's probably because they're going to kill him. But it's not because he's going to just, you know, drop off because the government seriously don't like Marcola. So they may kill him, but he's not going to die because of natural causes. But I want you to be like Clint Eastwood. This man, 91 years old, directing and acting in movies and his voice and his mind is just as sharp as it ever. He got the same facial expression. That's the same as he was back with Dirty Harry. So this is the difference between what you can be and don't let the world scare you about how everybody else normally is. But if you biohack, and I'm going to give you the ultimate biohack that I got from this convention. I want to tell you about the detox. Now, they had some serious detox stuff. They would talk about one of the main things that you needed to detox from your body was mercury. Mercury is, for you all know, it's an element. A lot of people primarily got excess mercury from two different sources. Um, silver fillings, the old amalgam silver fillings that they used to put in people's mouths, it was made out of mercury. And after the mercury was in the mouth for a few years, it would start gassing mercury, and the mercury would contaminate the body. Most people have gotten the old silver fillings removed from their mouths because of the mercury contamination and the mercury poisoning. But the mercury would often lodge in the tissues, and you couldn't get it out unless you went through what's called chelation. And the chelating agent, it's a chemical compound that binds heavy metals and helps the body to excrete them. The other major source of mercury is fish because the oceans now 
are contaminated heavily with mercury. And a lot of times if you eat certain fish, you can get a heavy amount of mercury contamination. So they were talking about how the different types of mercury removal procedures, and these were neurosurgeons, surgeons, orthopedic folk, all these heavy-duty degree people who've written all of these books. They were going talking about the detoxing, and they said they could measure the mercury as it came out of the person's body through varying means. But then they gave the ultimate biohack. Now, I want you to understand this. These are all scientists. Very few of these folk are religious. Very few of them, if any, very few of them are religious. And they're talking about getting these toxins out of the body. And how it transforms people's lives once they can get the body clean. They hadn't read about Do 42, but that does the same thing. So they were talking about this and talking about it. And they gave case after case of how sometimes the mercury was really stubborn to get out of folks' bodies. And they would give them the chelating agents. And when they measured the effluent that came off, it wasn't much mercury in it. And they couldn't get the mercury out of the folks' bodies until they did this one thing. And when they did that one thing, they said the mercury just started flowing out of the folks' bodies. And the one thing that they did, the thing that I consider to be the ultimate biohack, is that they got people to forgive. And when I heard that, I said, am I hearing this right? Here, this is a neurosurgeon, a person trained in all of the modern medical science. They're talking about getting heavy metal toxicity out of the body. And they're talking about they measure it when they give the chelating agents and not much would come out. But when they got people to forgive, the mercury poured out of their body. And I had to say, am I hearing this right? Now, I can understand a preacher saying that, but not neurosurgeons. And speaker after speaker after speaker, they would talk about the science And then they would talk about what we call the spiritual aspect. And one of them put it blunt. He said, look, I'm just going to tell you, none of this stuff going to do you any good if your spirit clogged up. Here's a scientist telling the folk this. They ain't mentioned God, ain't mentioned Jesus. And my next sermon that I'm going to talk about is the six phases of meditation. Same as prayer, but this man taught on the six phases of meditation. I said, wait a minute, this is exactly the same stuff Jesus said. The science is coming back to the same thing the Bible says. Even science is coming back to the first part about creation. When now the physicists are saying, because they used to talk about they can't believe that the world was made in seven days. Now they're talking about all matter just suddenly appeared in literally a nanosecond, which is a billionth of a second. So they're saying you can't even conceive of how quick a billionth of a second is. They're saying all of the stuff just appeared like a light switch was turned on. No Big Bang, none. It just showed up. And these are physicists who have done the research and they say it's leading us to see everything just instantly appeared. And as they're doing this biohacking, into human longevity and health, they're coming right back to what Jesus told you. They're coming right back to what the Lord's prayer told you. Lord, forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And right after that, Jesus says two times, if you don't forgive other folk, my Father in heaven will not forgive you and your healing will not come with unforgiveness. See, some of us just got all this mess in us. You full of, yes. And see, they weren't religious. They were using the actual word. They were using the actual word. You full of, yeah, and, and, that's, and that's, what's, that's what was happening. And you can't get this stuff. I know you're saying you're full of stuff, exactly. So you can't get this stuff out of you with unforgiveness in your heart. It's killing you. And it's not a matter of whether it's justified or whether the person did you wrong or not. That's not the point. If you don't forgive, this stuff inside of you will kill you. And it's a book that I read years ago. I told you about it, written by a cancer specialist and an oncologist. He said he's never run across a case of cancer where the person did not have significant unforgiveness. It will kill you. It will kill you. It will kill you. So if you don't learn how to let this stuff go, I don't care what they did to you. If you don't learn how to let this stuff go, it will kill you. And nobody is worth that. Nobody is worth that. It's not worth for you to hold on to the hate for you to hold on to the meanness, for you to hold on to the animosity, for you to hold on to the ill will, because it's killing you and it's clogging up your body. Your body cannot even eliminate the stuff it needs to eliminate because you're holding stuff in. And when you hold this stuff in, it kills you. It makes you sick and you will not be healed until you can learn and until you can forgive. And this is what these scientists were saying. And they were measuring it. They were measuring it. So they could tell the mercury, even giving them all these chemicals, the body wouldn't let it go until they got the folk to forgive. And the minute they forgive, here come all this mercury pouring out that they could measure. So I tell you people right now, because if you are alive on this earth, you will have folk who will do you wrong. No question about that. They're not going to do the right thing. They're going to do wrong stuff against you. They're not going to do what they're supposed to do. You're going to have that. Without question. And it can cause you to build up an animosity. It can cause you to go to bed mad. Cause you to go to bed and wake up resentful. And this stuff will kill you. Simple as that. It will kill you. It will kill you. So the ultimate biohack. With all of this stuff. I got all this fancy machine coming. All this fancy bicycle. We got all this fancy stuff. We got all this stuff. If you got unforgiveness in your heart. If you got animosity and hate built up within you, none of that stuff is going to do you any good. And they were giving these folk high-powered chelations. I mean, they had boosts, they, they had IV stuff just running in the veins. Most of the chelating agents are intravenous. So they actually put it in your veins. Even putting it straight in your blood couldn't get it out when the folk would not forgive. And see, when you got the blood of Jesus, if the blood of Jesus forgiving you, why can't you forgive somebody else? You want forgiveness, don't you? You pleading the blood over you. You want forgiveness, but you don't want to forgive anybody else. So you got to let this stuff go. Because you think holding it in going to hurt them. Right? It's not hurting. It's hurting you. It's messing your life up. It's messing your health up. It's messing your sleep up. It's hurting you. 
And unless you can let this stuff go, not only will it kill you, it makes your life miserable while you are here. Because you don't have the freedom and you don't have just the breathing in the fresh, clean air. There's something about it when your soul is not burdened down with all this unforgiveness. You just live life better. You live it in a much greater joy and a much more just a freedom of just the fresh air. When you got unforgiveness, it stinks. And some of your breaths are stinking because all the stuff you got inside because you won't forgive. And it clogs you up and it messes you up. The ultimate biohack, forgiveness, costs you no money. Now, I wish I could sell you a $100 handkerchief and you can just lay this handkerchief across your head and it costs, no, it ain't gonna work. I wish I could sell you a $100 handkerchief and if it was such a handkerchief, it'd be well worth the money. But there is no $100 handkerchief, there is no $100 line. You gotta do this stuff yourself. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Forgive us our trespasses as we, not God, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. You got to do that. In the Lord's Prayer, God will forgive you your sins, but you have to forgive other folk their sins against you. You have to do that. You must do it, and you get the benefit. It's the ultimate biohack. Now, I paid $1,750 to go to that convention for those three days. This is free. The ultimate biohack is free. The knowledge is free, but doing it is not. It's going to cost you. Because if you've been holding on this stuff for a while, it's painful to sometimes just let this stuff go. Pastor, you just don't know what they did to me. No, but I know what they're doing to you. Big difference. So you're letting what they did to you 20, 30 years ago mess you up right now. Let it go. You'll be surprised once you let this stuff go, once you forgive, once you have that change of mindset, your body will just respond. It just does. And the scientists can measure it. The ultimate biohack, forgiveness. Praise God. Give Pastor Nathan your hand for that again. Amen. We appreciate him sharing the biohacking information with us free of charge. We appreciate the knowledge, the biohack, and he boiled it down to a nutshell. And it's just so simple. It's so simple, but yet it's so powerful. Love is the greatest healing agent in the world. Love is the greatest healing agent in the world. And you know, it's amazing how God, that's all he told us in the Bible. The whole Bible, the message is one message. Love one another as I love you. That's the whole message of the Bible. And God doesn't tell you why to love. but He knows what it does for us. He just tells you to do it. He never tells you the reason for it. He just tells you to do it. But all the science backs it. And we just thank Pastor Nathaniel for bringing that out so clearly and so plainly. Just reminding us of the very simple truth. Very simple truth. And so wonderful to just let all of it go to forgive let nothing come out of you but love let nothing come out of you but love and your life becomes so much lighter so much happier and it's the way God intends for us to love it's his will and his desire for us to live vibrantly to live happily to live in love so we appreciate that so much 
Praise God. Every head bowed for just a moment. If there's anyone here today, we want to just give you an invitation. If you want to just come down to the altar, you just want to tap into this biohack. You just want to forgive. You just want to forgive others. You want to just let it go. You want to just come down to the altar as just a outward sign and say, you know what? I'm letting it go. I'm forgiving. I'm cleaning all this stuff out of my heart. And I want to go free and I want to just be filled with the love of Jesus. And I want God's love to just wash my heart, wash my spirit. And I just want to go free and happy. So if there's anyone here, if you want to if you want to just come and let it go today, we invite you to come to the altar. If you just want to let it go, if you just want to come and let it go, if you just want to come and free yourself, we invite you to come. Praise God. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for just being transparent and honest before the Lord. Oh, that's a precious heart, precious heart. We appreciate you. Anyone else? Anyone else? You just want to come and let it go. You just want to come and let it go. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyone else? Anyone else? You just want to say, hey, I want to live free. I want to live happy. I want to live free. It's not worth my health. It's not worth losing my health and giving up my life because of what someone did to me. I'm letting it go. I'm going to love you anyhow. I'm going to love you anyhow. I don't care what you do to me. I'm going to love you anyhow. I'm going to love you anyhow. Forgiveness and you're even having stuff in your body that's cropping up. And some of this stuff, the root of it is a bitter root of unforgiveness. And stepping forward helps you to publicly and privately cast it out. It's an action. And oftentimes it takes a physical, overt, external action to move and to stir an internal thing. And you got some stuff going on on your body and you can't figure out where it's coming from. And often it is a root of unforgiveness. And it is far better to get this thing out now and have a doctor tell you you got stage such and such and there's nothing we can do. If you have unforgiveness against anybody and that's why you know even Jesus said he said if you have art against your brother he said come and bring your offering but leave it there. Go get it straight with your brother and then come back. He said don't even put your money in the church if you have art against your brother. So that's how strong Jesus felt about this thing. And if you've got unforgiveness for whatever reason, to whatever level, 
This is the time now to come and purge that thing so that you can be purged and you can be healed or more so prevent something that's on its way from ever showing up. I'm a much more believer in stopping the thing than trying to heal it once it gets here because once it gets here, it's a lot harder to deal with. It's a whole lot easier to cut that thing off at the pass than letting them get in the valley and build a house. And that's why I see Elijah was pausing because he knew and he could sense there's a lot of unforgiveness. And some of you got unforgiveness against folk you don't even know. It's amazing how whenever I do a Coach Brana that has anything political in it, some folk just mad about politicians they never even met. So some of y'all got stuff against folk you ain't even met before. But that stuff destroys you. So if you have unforgiveness, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. For if you do not forgive those, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you all who have come forward to just as a public sign to to let it go and we'll pray just lift your hands and we'll pray some of you there's some breaths gonna be sweetened from this <laughs> I know it was kind of rough when I said some of you your breath may be bad because of that but that actually <laughs> it's not just breath it's words and I just heard some of your breaths are gonna be sweetened from this so, so if you hear somebody just tell you your breath just feels so good and so sweet you know why some of your breaths are going to be sweet from this very act of just forgiving. It's going to change flavor and sound of what comes from inside of you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now. Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name, ask you to cleanse me of all unrighteousness through the blood of Jesus. Ask you to fill me afresh with the Holy Spirit. And Father, I forgive anyone that I had any ought against. Wash it out of my heart by the love of God, by the grace of God. Fill me afresh. Fill me afresh with your love. Fill me afresh with your spirit. And Father, I just make the declaration that I love one another as you love me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. I thank you for watching us at Brothers of the Word today. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and you can listen to this message over again or send it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was the message titled, The Ultimate Biohack.
by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5929. That's 5929. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5929 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Well, brother, you need the word.